Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I'm presenting a verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of John, and this is the 63rd program in this series. In this program, I'm going to be in John chapter 12, but before I get into chapter 12, I'm going to review a little bit at the end of John chapter 11. At the end of John chapter 11, in verse 55, it says, And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Now, there are no specific laws in the Mosaic Law with regards to purification for the Passover. Nothing specific. There were some things that would prevent people from participating in the things of Passover. As an example, if someone came in contact with a dead body, which could easily happen if you have to move someone who has passed away. In a circumstance like that, the law states that you can return to Jerusalem, or you can go to Jerusalem, the next month, 30 days later, and participate in the Passover at that time. Or if you simply live too far away and you can't make it there in time, then you have an extra 30 days to get there. So there were some laws that would prevent a person from participating in the Passover, but there were ways that a person could either come and participate in the Passover the next month, or there were purification rituals that could be performed. Now, when it says that many went from the country up to Jerusalem, what they're saying is that there were a lot of people who were from out of town. And there were a couple of reasons why people would go, perhaps even early, to Jerusalem if they're coming from out of town. One of the reasons, as it relates to purification, is that a lot of people may have put off a lot of the purifications or rituals they were expected to perform. They may have put those off for a little while because they are from out of town, because it is going to be a disruption in their lives to travel, to go to Jerusalem and take care of these purification rituals. If the timing is relatively close to one of the festivals, when they are expected to be in Jerusalem anyway, then if they can put it off until then, it's likely that they will do that. So when it says that there were a lot of people who were coming in from the country, they were coming in from out of town, it would make sense for them to do this at this time and for it to be mentioned just as part of the burden on the society that the people would have to let go of the things that they were doing at home And they're going to have to deal with the disruption in their life, make the trip all the way to Jerusalem, and then come back after fulfilling the laws that they were expected to fulfill. The other reason why people would come early, especially if they're coming from out of town, is because there would be a problem with finding a place to stay. When it came to lodging, when it came to finding a place to stay for these days, and to participate in the Passover meal, 
For them to do this, they might have a problem with finding a place to set up. There were some other obstacles that they would need to deal with. They have to get supplies. They're also going to have to get a Passover lamb. This was a requirement of the laws of Passover. First and foremost, everybody has to go to Jerusalem. But they also have to select a Passover lamb on the 10th day of the month. They have to select this lamb, and this lamb needs to be without blemish or any issues that could result in a disqualification because the priest will see the lamb before the lamb is sacrificed. So your lamb had better be in good shape. Or you could find yourself up at the altar and the priests say, sorry, but this one just isn't going to work. So if a person was going to select their lamb on the 10th day of the month, and they're from out of town, then there could be some risk involved in the transportation of this lamb to Jerusalem from wherever they are coming from. On the way, the lamb could get hurt, the lamb could get injured, something could happen. So there was some risk with regards to their Passover lambs. So one of the solutions to this risk, one of the ways of handling this risk, was to purchase a lamb in Jerusalem or in the Jerusalem area. You purchase one who's relatively local on the 10th day of the month because it will be much easier to take care of the lamb and to keep it safe until the 14th day of the month, which was when the lamb was to be sacrificed. The temple had a huge operation, a huge business when it came to selling lambs, selling animals for sacrifices. It was a major industry of the temple compound. A lot of money was made by selling lambs that were pre-approved by the priesthood. The priesthood would pre-approve these lambs. You bought them at the temple, and you were ready to go. All you needed to do was take care of the lamb between the 10th and the 14th day of the month, and you would fulfill the requirements of the law. So these were some of the reasons why people would want to go to Jerusalem a little early, why there would be perhaps a special mention by John of the people coming from the countryside, coming from out of town, coming from great distances, and that this would have to do with people catching up on their purifications, but also finding lodgings, getting their lamb, getting other supplies, just general arrangements in order to be well organized and put together for when you are going to have your stay there in Jerusalem. Continuing into John chapter 11, verse 56, Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think? That he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. So they were questioning whether or not he'd even bother to show up. Well, of course he's going to show up. It is required by the Mosaic law. Jesus is not going to violate the Mosaic law. God established the festivals to define the nation of Israel and to define his relationship between the Israelites and himself. And the festivals were a very important part of the definition of the nation. And there were a lot of ways that God used the festivals. I have emphasized a lot in these programs 
that God used the festivals in order to conduct his ministry at this time in history in a public way. Because everybody is going to be there in Jerusalem. They're going to be there for the Passover. They're going to be there for the Feast of Weeks. They're going to be there for the Feast of Tabernacles. So Jesus would be there in order to do specific things to assert his messianic claim during these festivals because everybody is going to be in town. They are required to be in town. This was a significant reason as to why God established the festivals. He did not establish these festivals so that people could observe the festivals and then they are now okay with God. He established these festivals so that he could do his work in a public way so that there would be no question that God has spoken, God has revealed truth to the people and they are confronted with that truth and they will need to respond because they will be held accountable for the truths that God reveals. There are some other reasons, such as prophetic inferences or foreshadowings of things that would come. As an example, with the Passover, there are some specific prophetic inferences or foreshadows or foreshadowing that is expressed through the Passover. Just as the people were selecting their lambs on the 10th day of the month, so also Jesus arrived in Jerusalem on the 10th day of the month. He was recognized as the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. This is a prophetic reference to the Feast of Passover by John the Baptist who stated, Behold the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. This is when Jesus is going to accomplish this. On the Passover, he's going to be identified and selected on the 10th day of the month, and he is going to be crucified on the 14th day of the month. He will be crucified on the Passover. This is a type of fulfillment of the laws of Passover, of the Passover festival. So when it comes to the festivals, I prefer to emphasize the fact that people are going to be present at this time so that God can speak to them directly. But in addition to that, there are the prophetic inferences and the foreshadowings that are related to how God would provide salvation to humanity. Now, they were questioning in John chapter 11, verse 56, whether or not Jesus would even show up. They asked, what do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Because of the risk. The risk was that, as was described in verse 57, that he would be seized. And if he's seized, there is great risk that he is going to be executed, that he's going to be murdered, because that was what they wanted to do. The chief priests and many of the Pharisees, most of them probably, they wanted to murder Jesus because people were believing in him to the extent that they felt the nation was at risk. If the people looked to Jesus as the king of Israel, if they embraced him as their messianic king, then the Romans would respond and there would be war. So the Sanhedrin, the chief priests, the high priest, 
many of the Pharisees, who quite likely had seats in the Sanhedrin, they conspired to find a way to have Jesus executed because they wanted to save the nation and themselves with regards to their position, their place, their economic opportunity. They wanted to be the saviors of the people and the saviors for themselves. I explained this in the previous program. So people were wondering, is Jesus going to show up or not? Now, continuing into John chapter 12, in John chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Now, when you see six days before the Passover, there is a temptation That is here that a lot of people get to struggle with when we have a description of how many days it's going to be before the Passover. The temptation or the issue that people will struggle with is, are we going to be able to identify when Jesus was crucified? Are we going to be able to figure that out by looking at this six days? As an example, If Jesus arrived in Jerusalem from Bethany, if he arrived in Jerusalem the next day, which is what it says in verse 12, if you were to read ahead into John chapter 12, verse 12, it says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him. I will explain this in a later message, but at this point, You can look at these verses, verses 1 and verse 12, and you can suggest that when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, it was five days before the Passover. By looking at verse 1, this is a common calculation that people will make. If this is the case, then you just count forward. If this was the first day of the week when Jesus arrived, we refer to this as Palm Sunday, If Jesus arrived on the first day of the week, and this would be five days before the Passover, then Monday is four days before the Passover, Tuesday is three days, Wednesday is two days, Thursday is one day before the Passover, and so the Passover would be on Friday. If Jesus is crucified on Friday, then you have a Friday crucifixion and a Sunday resurrection. We know that Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week after the Sabbath. Then you don't get three days and three nights. There's just no way to get three days and three nights between a Friday crucifixion and a Sunday morning resurrection. A lot of people have gone through some timing gymnastics in order to give a description that they feel could fit for a three-day and three-night event. But in reality, there is no way that you're going to get three days and three nights between Friday afternoon and Sunday morning. And so people are tempted to perform this calculation between John chapter 12, verse 1, and John chapter 12, verse 12, by suggesting that Jesus came to Bethany six days before the Passover and that this was a Saturday that he arrived. Now, again, if we were to perform that kind of a calculation and Jesus arrived in Jerusalem on Sunday, then that would be five days before the Passover 
it would not be the tenth day of the month. It would be the ninth day of the month, in which case Jesus is not being selected as the Passover lamb on the tenth day of the month. He would be selected on the ninth day of the month. If we were to use John chapter 12 to do this kind of a calculation. Now, there is a simple answer to this, and because this is a popular topic, a lot of people have an interest in accounting for all three days and all three nights that Jesus was in the grave. Because this is a big topic, I'm going to put a little bit of time into this program to speak about some of these details. The most important thing to keep in mind, though, is that at no time in the Gospel of John did John ever mention that Jesus made the claim that he would be in the grave for three days and three nights. That's the first thing that I think that people should recognize. At no time did John ever make the claim. So for us to look at his gospel and to look for the details, the information that would show us that Jesus was in the grave for three days and three nights is not necessarily a good idea because John never recorded that claim. It is an important claim and it is important to find the details and the evidence to show that Jesus fulfilled exactly what he said he would fulfill. But it's important to be cautious about using this text in order to find those three days and three nights because there could be some chronological discrepancies that would not make it possible for us to find the three days and the three nights that Jesus was in the grave. The only gospel writer who made the assertion that his gospel was in chronological order was Luke, and he explained at the beginning of his gospel that that was one of the reasons why he was writing the gospel. He was writing it because many had made an attempt to describe the events related to Jesus' ministry. But Luke decided to write them in order. And the reason why was because he felt it was important for his friend Theophilus to know about what happened in chronological order. So that's one thing to keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is that if Jesus arrived in Bethany six days before the Passover, and if we use verse 12 in order to say that he arrived on Saturday, then there is the potential of a violation of the Sabbath law because Jesus came from the region of Jericho. We know this because of what Luke recorded in chapter 19. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, we know that he came from the region of Jericho when he traveled to Bethany. This was not a small trip. This was a long ways. And the Sabbath law explicitly states that you are not to leave your dwelling place on the Sabbath day. If Jesus traveled from Jericho to Bethany on the Sabbath day, he would have clearly violated the Mosaic law. This was a big trip. Just consider the elevation. The elevation of Jericho is about minus 853 feet below sea level. That's about where it is. It's about 853 feet below sea level. 
and Jerusalem is about 2,133 feet above sea level. You're looking at a difference of almost 3,000 feet that Jesus would have climbed as part of his travel from Jericho over to Bethany. Bethany was not as high above sea level as Jerusalem was, but still, it gives you an idea with regards to the travel that Jesus would have to engage in in order to make it to Bethany. This is not something he would have done on the Sabbath day. He would have arrived the day before. It would have been Friday that Jesus would have made that kind of a trip to get to Bethany in preparation for going to Jerusalem on the 10th day of the month, which was the first day of the week during this year. He arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the week, which was Sunday. But he arrived in Bethany from the region of Jericho on Friday. So when John says in verse 12 that the next day Jesus was going to Jerusalem, It was the next day after the things that were recorded in the previous verses, but not necessarily verse 1. The events that were recorded between verse 2 and verse 11 would have been the things that happened the day before Jesus went to Jerusalem. So in verse 1, you have Jesus arriving in Bethany, and as long as he arrives before there are three stars visible in the sky... Jesus will have fulfilled the Mosaic law with reference to the Sabbath. And then the events described between verses 2 and verse 11 would have happened on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day of the week, Saturday. And then in verse 12, the next day, Jesus went to Jerusalem four days before the Passover. Now again, John did not make the claim. He did not record the claim of Jesus that Jesus would be in the grave for three days and three nights, and so it is not a good idea for us to use his gospel in order to do these calculations and determine where the three days and three nights came from according to Jesus being crucified on the Passover. It's not a good idea to study the gospel of John for this purpose, but because this is a popular topic, it is something that is very important to a lot of people, Because of what's recorded in John chapter 12, verse 1, six days before the Passover, I feel it's important to talk about this while we are here in John chapter 12. But then in verse 2, it says, There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. So Lazarus was at the table with Jesus. Martha provided some food. What do you suppose Jesus and Lazarus were talking about? It doesn't say, and so we don't know for certain, but I would expect that there would be a few things that they would have to say to each other, that they would have to talk about. One of the things I think that they would have talked about was the significance of Jesus resurrecting Lazarus. I would expect that Lazarus would have a conversation with Jesus about, hey, you know, I died already, and now you resurrected me from the dead, and now I'm going to have to go through that again. That could have been a conversation. And if it was, he would not have to express this to Jesus 
in a contemptuous way, in a condemning way, in a way that he was disappointed, he could have just been saying something like that out of sarcasm or out of humor to say, you know, Jesus, once was a big deal, but now I'm going to have to go through this again. And I just want you to know that I'm going to think of you. When I end up dying again, I am going to be thinking about you. That could be a real opportunity for humor. But one thing I really believe they had a conversation about was the fact that Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem and they were going to seize him and he was going to die. I suspect this was one of the things that they discussed in this conversation. And the reason why I suggest that is because of verse 3, that Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. That does appear to be an expression of her preparing him for what he was about to face in Jerusalem. And I'll explain this more in the next program. Thank you for listening. This is the 63rd program in the verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of John. In this program, I was between John chapter 11, verse 55, and John chapter 12, verse 3. In this program, I emphasized some of the laws related to Passover in order to explain that Jesus was going to fulfill the laws of Passover from a foreshadowing point of view, not from an absolute prophetic point of view, but that there were a lot of things that he would do that correspond to the laws of Passover, that the festival of Passover provided prophetic inferences for what Jesus would do in order to accomplish salvation as the Lamb of God and die for the sins of the world. I also spent a little bit of time talking about the subject of accounting for the three days and three nights as it relates to these passages in John chapter 12. And I will continue with the events that took place when Jesus was visiting with his friends in Bethany. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net Thank you,